G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to what we might call relational fitness. After a couple of years keeping socially distant from everyone, there is evidence that some of us have become somewhat more distant and perhaps even in unhealthy ways and even reluctant to reconnect socially now that we're on the upside of the pandemic. We're checking in once again today with social researcher Jeff Braley from McCrindle for insights into some changing trends. Hey Jeff, welcome back to 2020. Thanks so much for having me. New terminology for some today, building relational fitness, Jeff. What has your research shown about this? Uh, This is a really interesting trend for the year ahead that as we emerge from lockdown lifestyles and the uh, social muscles are a little bit uh, underused over these uh, recent years, Uh, maybe the word flabby is appropriate, but it's hard to put a visual on it. But I think the point is, as Australians get back into community life and social events and meeting up one-on-ones and attending big events, we're going to feel a little bit unfamiliar with that weight and the pressure of the social events and also the hassle of uh, showing up or planning events in this era. And so um, we've done some research on this and in one of our surveys of over a 1,000 Australians, we found that three in five Aussies are less confident in organising or participating in a social activity. And so this is really highlighting that we've lost the practice, lost the muscle fitness of our social lives. And so Australians live for the community, live for the long weekend and getting away on long weekend holidays and spending time at the pub or the beach or the local community centre, the shops, the cafes. And so as we come out of lockdowns, people are a little bit... Uh, they've they've grown acclimatised to just living at home and uh, staying indoors and maybe not being as active in our social community. So I think the real opportunity for leaders is to create an environment where people can rebuild that confidence, rebuild that relational fitness and get back to this great Australian way of living that is all about communities. Does it mean that we're reluctant now to do those things we used to do on a Saturday, say, with friends and with wider family, and we'll go and do those with a more restricted group because we've just become accustomed not to mixing with others? Is that the way it sort of looks? Yeah, that's right. And and I think the phrase we've used to help define this, a new phrase is bubble-tainment, where people are staying just in a smaller bubble of uh, connections, and that might just be family or loved ones or very close friends, a little bit concerned maybe about uh, having too many interactions with people or big groups, and so people have been staying a little bit closer in their circle of, uh, of friends and family. And I think part of what's been uh, going on is we've shifted a lot over the last probably five years, and some of the trends we've seen over that period of been trends like the the FOMO trend where people uh, were afraid of missing out, the fear of missing out on great activities. And so people wanted to keep up to date and social media let people know what everyone was up to and trying to make people jealous almost of what you were doing. But then we went from FOMO to JOMO, which was the joy of missing out, where people went, 
even before COVID, I'd actually rather just stay home and eat ice cream and watch Netflix and just have a quiet, simple life. Thank you very much. But then COVID hit, we've gone into lockdowns and now we've got Jogo, the joy of going out where it's, oh, at last we can get out, we can have some uh, catch up at the, uh, the local restaurant and see all the friends while we're a little bit more selective and a bit more exclusive is probably a bit tough, but we're a little bit more in that bubble tainment environment. Now we've gone from Jogo, the joy of going out, to the hassle of going out. Hogo is the latest. And that's, I think, the era, era that we're in at the moment where you've got to plan the event at a, a suitable time and date when people can come, and that's normal, but now you've got to do the self uh, test of, of maybe it's using a rat test to ensure you're, you're safe to go or do the, the symptom test, are you all clear? There's the hassle of showing up and making sure it's an outdoor venue where it's going to be a bit safer and so the weather plays a bit more of a role. The hassle factors are all there, uh, let alone the QR code scanning and that's in and out at times as we know. But certainly I think the hassle factor around socialising gives people a little bit more impetus to just stay home and yet leaders I think need to encourage people to get back out and socialise because we do live a better quality life when we're in community. Of course, social media had been on a rise so far as a trajectory goes, and then a pandemic hits. Has social media now actually contributed to some of this disconnectedness, uh, the personal relatedness face-to-face and our reluctance to do that? Yeah, it's a great question. And social media usage and screen times play an incredibly important role in Australians' lives, particularly for younger generations. I think it's, uh, it's about 90% of younger generations, the Gen Zs, will look at their phone within the first three minutes of waking up. And so they're on there checking the latest apps around what, what have people been up to, social media, um, using the new apps like TikTok and uh, making sure that they're understanding what the new trends are and who's, who's doing what. But that's a, uh, a good thing to do when you're in lockdown and you can't see people. But now that we're out of lockdowns and people can meet up, I think this is the moment for people to... Um, I use the, the new image of a meat pie, and I'm not suggesting people go out for a meat pie, but when they meet up with someone, I'm suggesting they think of the acronym PIE, and that stands for P, which is practice empathy, which is all about understanding what the person you're meeting up with has been through lately. The I stands for increase communication because it takes a bit more planning and checking in to see if the event's actually going to happen, and that's worth the effort, that increased communication. And the E stands for embrace intentionality, which is to say we've been a bit accustomed to just staying at home and staying in and learnt how to find the good in that, but we certainly don't want to lose all the positive of getting out and doing the activities with, social, with people in social settings, whether that's uh, doing the local park run on a Saturday morning or the parties in the evening, the dinner parties, all the social opportunities that are out there. So the meat pie is a very Aussie image, and I think practising empathy, increasing communication and embracing intentionality are going to be key for leaders to encourage people to get out there. And that's parents encouraging children. It's principals encouraging their school communities to have events again. It's the workplace, which is one of the key places people find community. It's, a, it's workplaces actually encouraging that an office still plays a role, not just for uh, a team meeting, but for actual gatherings of people and having uh, life together and doing those everyday conversations. So while we can still work from home, I think there's a good 
good case for that hybrid approach for workplaces in the future. Some of your research focuses on the confidence of people to organise some of these social activities. If you don't use it, you lose it. Is that, are we seeing that that actually is the case? And the skills of just simply organising a dinner party or a barbecue, they can be lost if you don't do it. That's right. And, and even personally, my wife and I, we love hosting people and organising events, but we've lost the practice of how do you actually use a calendar and buying an annual calendar in 2022 felt a little bit silly, to be honest, after buying it in 2020 and not knowing we weren't going to use it. Then in 2021, we were, oh, we think we're out of the woods and we bought it, but hardly use it once again. And so things like that very practical skill of calendar planning and synchronising uh, life events with families and extended families and coordinating social gatherings, whether they're for faith communities or sporting events. I think part of what Aussies will really love is just finding those routine events that are structured but very simple. And Australians really did embrace that slower, simpler pace of life. We've realised maybe that we were on the, uh, the rat race and on that treadmill running really fast but not actually considering is that the lifestyle we wanted to design and so one of the other trends of 2022 that we've talked about at McCrindle is intentional lifestyling where people have now adopted a slower pace of living and so they will be more selective in the events that they attend and the relationships that they maintain. I think this is one of the big adjustments that the social community is going through at the moment where a lot of not-for-profits are finding it hard to recruit volunteers because people are saying, oh, actually, I'm happy just having a slower pace of life. What we miss out, though, is that uh, opportunity to have positive impacts in community to serve and get that feel-good high from being involved in great community activities. And so hopefully with the social aspects, the community volunteering, we do remember how good it was to be out at great parties, dinner events and community events. And certainly I think we'll see that come back strongly in 2022. Lots of Christians, people who go to church listening to our conversation today, Jeff. What I can hear you say is that there are real opportunities because it's people in the wider community who have also become less confident in their social skills and interacting at social activities. So there's opportunity there for people who may be sitting at home waiting for an invitation to a, a personal home or a social event that might be run by your church. Would that be a fair enough way of, of uh, talking about how things might be happening in people's lives? Absolutely. And I think the, uh, the research shows that inviting people over for a meal or having a social event that involves food are some of the great ways that Aussies want to connect. And that is where the local shopping centre is actually one of the top places in the Australian uh, in the Australian landscape that people find community. So we love to gather over food and I think there's an opportunity at the moment to uh, particularly look after people who might have been doing it tough. And so understanding that the impacts of the last two years have been um, varied for each generation. We know that the older generations felt the social isolation more keenly than the younger generations. Now, the younger generations felt mental illness as a challenge during the lockdowns and these last two years as a greater challenge. The financial pressures were, young, uh, were greater for younger generations who maybe had less uh, cash flow or cash in the bank and uncertainty and an insecure job where they might be working in the gig economy. And so I think for organisations, churches, uh, workplaces, schools, there's a great opportunity at the moment to tap into some of the community need for understanding and looking after people's well-being, managing mental health and offering ideas and ways forward in that space. And certainly just getting around the 
traditional Aussie barbecue or finding the, the vegan alternative, finding those culturally appropriate ways in a cultural, uh, culturally diverse society. We've got three in ten Australians that were born overseas and so we certainly love all the different cuisines in the Australian landscape and I think there's a great opportunity for celebrating that international culture we have in our global cities, in our regional locations. There's certainly a great opportunity for meeting up, having that meat pie where we practice empathy, we increase communication and embrace intentionality to rebuild that relational fitness and that will help Australian communities to demonstrate the resilience and uh, prepare for a great year ahead. I don't think we want to have another tough year, and I think we're positioned for a great year ahead. Sounds like our neighbours might just be waiting for a call, and all we need to do is get a little exercise in our relational fitness. Uh, Social researcher Jeff Braley from McCrindle, let me point listeners to mccrindle.com.au. Jeff, great update today. Thanks so much for joining us on 2020. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.